And we're on. <laughs> I always do the head thing midway and like I, I don't think know. I adopted like the head thing from the <laughs> like, just like doing it. It's like, all right, you know, we're waiting. Uh I see Tom is in the chat. Hey Tom. I think he's still there. He was I there hope before. so. Hi Tom. Tom, Tom beat us, which <laughs> reminded me of my lack of timeliness. Tom so. was on time. We were not. <laughs> my bad. Okay. No, no. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, it's <laughs> no, no. literally us. Every time. <laughs> it's me. It's me nine out of ten times. And then I Onimura one out no of comment. ten times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. Let's wait like for a few more people to get on and then we will officially start. In the meantime, how's everyone's day? Pretty good. I got some breakfast at a, one of my favorite breakfast places this morning. So that was good. That's oh, cool. that's awesome. What is your go-to like breakfast meal of choice? So I'm vegetarian, so I can't do too much. Okay. <laughs> but like uh, the one thing that I always get from the place I go to is scrambled eggs, like really good potatoes mm. and toast with like a good jam. That's my that go-to. Sounds- that's that really good. good. Um, I was raised vegetarian and unfortunately folded in my adult life, but I understand <laughs> the struggle of vegetarian breakfast. But one of the places by me had this has a really good um, it's called like the, the barking chihuahua. And it's just like the best like Mexican breakfast burrito with just like eggs and like salsa and anything you could want. So that's still my go to. But I, I feel you. It's tough. It's tough to have good vegetarian yeah. breakfast options. <laughs> Yeah, they've yeah. been pretty good at doing like um, vegetarian patties and stuff from stores, mm-hmm. but like that's mostly all you can really find is at a store. They don't really have that at restaurants. Yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate. I've but... been I've been eating healthy for like the past month, and then today I just like treated myself and actually bought myself breakfast. It was like <laughs> it was a tough choice. I was like bacon, egg, and cheese. I need it. Um, but uh, Real quick chat for those that are on. How's our audio? Is uh, everything, everyone sounds okay? Just want to make sure before we actually start and then I find out that my audio is bad, so. (laughs) I am biased, but I think your audio sounds good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, All right, so let's just get into it. Okay. So without further ado. Hello, and welcome to the Just Weaves podcast. I'm your host, Onimaru, and I'm here today with Shocking and our special guest, Colleen from Colleen's Manga Rex, that we've invited on to discuss Shoujo and Jose and everything around that today. Because, uh, um, you know, we are kind of like really into Shoujo and Jose, and um, we came across Colleen's channel. We checked out some of her videos, and we thought we could have like some really interesting discussions about it. Because uh, for a while now, we've noticed that there haven't been a lot of Shoujo or Jose getting any anime. Um, yeah. Also, Colleen is our first guest of season two. So that's awesome. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Oh, my, thank you. <laughs> And also yeah, special thanks. thanks to Shaw for reaching out and getting her on. No, I'm so excited. I feel like I've been, I've seen like you around in like both on Twitter and on YouTube. And I'm like, you know what? This is a topic that we actually thought of. And we're like, 
this is like actually the perfect opportunity. And like your content has been like really interesting. It's a total breath of fresh air. I love the combination of like meme referencing uh, <laughs> <laughs> like thumbnails. Like of course the classic is this a shoujo with like the bird, yeah. like the butterfly. I was like, I saw that and I was like, okay, we have the perfect guest. This is awesome. So I'm super excited um, and I'm so thankful you could join us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, Um. so I guess this is kind of like our go-to start, but I'm like, how did you get into anime? Like, how, what's your origin story? What is like the Colleen lore? The Colleen lore. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was pretty, I was into like the cartoons that everyone like knew growing up. So Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. And then card captors was like what really like hooked me, but I still didn't really know it was anime. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend around fifth or sixth grade. Um, I joined this gymnastics class and this random girl was like, oh my gosh, you like card captors? I like card captors. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Fruits Basket? And I was like, oh, what's this? Um, so me and her watched the entire, however many episodes it was from 2001. And yeah, ever since then, I was like, I was super into any anime. I was like trying to find manga at the library all the time. Um, or on High School Host Club was like the second thing that I was really, really into. And then from there, it's just kind of like <laughs> the, the tumble of just getting into <laughs> down it the more rabbit hole. Yeah. That's like oh, that's the awesome. OG shoujo journey with like yeah. Fruits Basket and Card Captors. Did you watch Card Captors with the English dub on like, <laughs> uh, like on, I don't know, the Toonami. network? Yeah. Was it Toonami? Yeah, it I was on Toonami. It was Kids for it some was, reason. I think it was it like both four kids or wb or one of those yeah. maybe it was wb yeah i watched it in dub it was like card captors and hamtaro i watched both of them <laughs> in like hamtaro. english dub yeah but wow. yeah i never watched it i never watched it in the japanese the original japanese i only watched it in english so i don't even oh. know what the original japanese sounds like I had a similar journey because uh, my best friend and I would be watching like Sailor Moon and then Card Captors would come on. And it's like you're at that age where you don't really know the difference between like anime and cartoons that happen yeah. to be on the same channel, which is kind of cool. Like when you're growing up and looking back, it's like, oh, these like actually just feel the same. But then um, her older sister was like, I guess, kind of like a weeb elitist. And she's like, you know, telling us seven year olds like you need to watch it in the sub. <laughs> so I had the sub versus dub debate, like from first grade, and we yeah. went to the VHS store and we got Card Capture Soccer on with subtitles for like four episodes. So I know what you mean exactly. Wow. I remember that they called Tamoya um, Madison. That was yeah. her. That was her dub name. Is yeah. Madison. <laughs> when I uh, yeah. found the manga, sorry. When I found the manga yeah, and I found out their Japanese names, I was like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> yeah, it's like, who's who is this? Where's Madison? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually really interesting because I was like recently, uh, now and again, the card captors, like the original, well, not the original, but the English dub song that they had that the chorus was like, card captors, <laughs> yeah. like it'll just come back in my head and I'll start singing yeah. it. And the other day I was doing that and then I got into like, it led to an in-depth conversation with my wife about like card captors, sub versus dub differences. And she's just like, no. So the reason why in like in the, uh, in America, they tried to like change it to card captors is because they were trying to make Shaoran the protagonist and make it yeah. seem like he was a protagonist and not Sakura. And they were trying to like shove her to the side, but then they were trying to market it that way. 
And then later they found out they couldn't fully do that because she was so yeah. entrenched in the whole show. So they kind of failed at it and it kind of fizzled out. So, yeah, I think I remember hearing that somewhere too. Like I watched a YouTube video where someone brought that up and I was like, I never realized that. But like now that I think of it, yeah, they introduced Shaoran a little earlier than he was actually introduced in the series or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think there's like a full like eight episodes before he shows up and they just yeah. start with episode like nine. <laughs> it's so funny. And then I think I know I think I saw that same YouTube video. And I think they also like they had like a whole like um like gay subplot with her brother and um I forget his name, like the guy she has a crush on for like half the show, who's like her Yuki. older Yukito. Yukito, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yukito. Like they just like completely like cut that out. They just like just tried to cut that out in the dub and it's so funny how like you know we always have like the sub versus dub like discussion sometimes but this is like a very like clear-cut case of like the dub fundamentally changed the series like yeah they just they just up and changed everything not everything but a lot so it's yeah. funny like looking back on that but i am glad to fa have found another um card captor among us i've been trying to show that for a while but uh yeah, that's cool. That's cool to hear. Um, so you've essentially been down the pipeline for a while. So you're yeah. kind of kind of an expert. If you don't want to call yourself an expert, I'll call you an expert. So like kind of an expert in the sphere. Uh, sure. Yeah, if, if you want to call me that, I wouldn't say I, I am. It's I was okay. out I, for a while. So I will a, dub you an expert. It's, it's fair to say you have a lot of experience with, you know, the, I, I've been around the block. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is it too early to ask this, but, uh, do you ha do you prefer, uh, anime or manga, uh, as a medium? And I would lean towards manga since your channel has manga in it. But... Yeah. Um, I think lately, definitely because of like the fall off of shoujo, I would say I definitely lean more towards manga because I have more options and what I can consume. And when it comes to anime, it's kind of harder because it's like, okay, you either have a lot of battle action series, a lot of, like, isekai series, sci-fi series, and I'm not, like, as into those, that genre in general. So I have more options when it comes to manga, even if it isn't shoujo. Like, there's a lot more slice-of-life series that I like to read. There's a lot more, like, drama series that I like to read in that medium. So I would definitely say more manga lately. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people end up loving the, like, having so many options with manga because I, I guess if you think about it, it's like, if we get a season of anime, we get, I mean, now we get like 50 anime a season, not, <laughs> like, give or take, but it's kind of like, okay, those are your options, give or take, like, you can't really go outside that unless you go to older series, which is generally good, but, you know, it's kind of like limited choice, but with manga, you could just kind of like stumble upon a new series on a website and you're like, this is cool. I had no idea this existed. And now I have like 50 chapters of this to read. And that's just, yeah. you know, that's my next couple days or week, you know? So yeah. I totally feel that. Um, do you think that, um, like, do you think if there were, do you think, I guess we did kind of answer that. It's like, because like, you're more interested, I'm guess in like slice of life series. Um, are you also more interested in kind of like romance drama more so than like action and like the sci-fi uh, isekai? I would say I'm pretty much, I would say I'm pretty much equal with, I like romance in a series. It mm -hmm. doesn't always have to be the central theme. 
-hmm. There's a lot of series that are my favorite that have like really good romance in it, but I think it's mostly because I'm very much into character works Mm -hmm. and romance tends to be more character focused. Yeah. Um, And then I do like adventure and fantasy series a lot too. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of depends on how character focused they are. So like, um, Yona of the Dawn is very character focused, which is why I like that one a lot. Yes. As mm-hmm. well so as, yeah. I was actually, I, I used to be a Yona hater. I watched the anime. <laughs> I did not like the anime wow. at okay. all. Yeah. Actually, and then I, the anime got me hooked and got me to go to the manga. So it's so funny because everyone says that. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I didn't like the anime. I was like bullied into reading the manga. <laughs> and that's I was like, oh, okay, this is actually really good. So I'll stop being a Yona hater now. <laughs> But that yeah, um, adventure, yeah. character work, romance, all of that, my jam. What okay, are, that makes sense. What are some of your favorite like adventure ones, for example? Um, currently, I'm really into Prince Freya, which is a pretty new series. Um, I think it started in Japan in like 2018, 2019, and it got picked up last year by okay. Viz. Um, that one's pretty good. I would say it's it's very Game Game of Thrones-esque. Um, high stakes, lots of twists. Um, that one's really good. And then I'm reading Red River for the first time, which is like a very classic shoujo series back from like oh. the 80s. Yeah, I um, and that one's really good, too. Hmm. That okay. one looks really cool, too. Um, so this is cool to hear. I will check out both of these. But, um, you know, I think... Me and Onimaru, I won't fully speak for Onimaru because Onimaru has a lot of like secret anime experience that I'm not aware of <laughs> okay. because, okay, it's secret because you haven't filled out your mail to completion. So I'll just mention well, a series and you'll be like, oh yeah, I watched that. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't uh, know that. So. I filled it out recently, I think. Or, uh, no, there's missing a lot. Actually, you're right. Yeah. So latent, <laughs> hidden anime and manga knowledge. Um, But I'd say that like, you know, we are all of like, I'm assuming we've all, if we've seen Card Captor Sakura on WB, we're, we're kind of from the same time. So yeah. <laughs> we've all been around the block a bit. And I think we're all kind of familiar with the idea of like having seen a couple shoujo series. We're really familiar with like the aesthetic, the story, the different type of like storytelling from like Shonen or uh, Seinen series. Like we're aware of like the like tropes that go along with it. Um why do you think that there's kind of like a disconnect between like your average anime fan and like picking up kind of like shoujo series, you know, there's like that weird kind of divide that I see with a lot of very specific type of series from like, you know, sports anime, shoujo and like romance series. Like, what do you think is like building up that wall between the casual viewer and like accessing this genre that, well, or, you know, not genre, but like the demographic Demographic. of series that like, obviously bring a lot to the table but it just seems like there's some kind of disconnect well i would say the biggest reason does tend to be sexism okay (laughs) (laughs) it it does tend to be the like oh girly stuff female protagonist can't relate i don't Mm -hmm. like that um and then i mean even if it's not something that like comes to your mind at first it could just be like a little thing in the back of your mind that's just like oh i see a girl this isn't going to be for me i only like things i can relate to Mm -hmm. um other than that i would say 
a lot of it can also be the fandom. I feel mm -hmm. like the fan discourse and how people talk about it already gets other people to talk about it in that same way without knowing much. So it's just mm -hmm. kind of like a trickle down. Someone is like, oh, Shoujo, all Shoujo sucks. And then someone's like, oh, okay, this one person who I respect says that. So now I'm going to say that. And then, you know, yeah. they've maybe read like two or three, only yeah. seen like two or three. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing I think could just be that they're watching a lot of shoujo anime or mm -hmm. they've seen a lot of shoujo anime. And I would say the options when it comes to shoujo anime can be very limited. Yeah. And especially when it comes to how they're adapted. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's just like way too many series that are really, really good manga. And then I watch the anime and I can barely even watch the anime. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think there's there's a lot of things that go into it, but um, those what I those are what I would say the big three of that are the big three. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know the One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One thing, uh, speaking of like shojo that like people that only watch a few shojo and kind of you know haven't watched much and kind of make a judgment call. We, uh, me and Shaw brought up on our Fruits Basket pod. We asked if it was Fruits Basket itself was worthy to be considered the best shoujo of all time due to its near universal acclaim and actually complete adaptation. Yeah. Or is it a case of, you know, people that haven't watched many shoujo or maybe that's their first one kind of heralded as like the best thing there ever is without, you know, actually having done their homework or experienced other shoujo? What's your take on that? I would definitely say it's like the seminal, I think is the word for that. The seminal shoujo work. It's one of them at the very least. Um, I mean, even in Japan, Fruits Basket was super popular when it was when it was um, releasing. Mm -hmm. I think it was, oh, I saw an infographic. I think it was in the top 10 best-selling shoujo of all time. So mm -hmm. it is like the shoujo still. Mm -hmm. um, I would say... If we're going off of numbers, Boys Over Flowers is like technically the biggest shoujo that has ever came out of the demographic. Mm -hmm. um, but I know a lot of people have qualms about that series. Oh, <laughs> I've never they? watched it. Yeah, I've never watched it or read it personally, but there is a lot of like, um, they don't handle a lot of things well in it. Is there but an it's age very, gap? Like, it's not an age gap. It is wow, uh, a lot of like <laughs> abuse. <laughs> Oh, and, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Not handling the wealth differences very well. Mm. Um, I can't speak too much on it because I've never seen it in any capacity. But um, it, it's the most adapted shoujo series. It had like oh. six or seven dramas in like a bunch of different countries. Um, I think a movie, mm -hmm. the anime, and it got a season two for the manga as well. So. Oh. Very popular work. That's um, I didn't go with my gut instinct and shout. I love that show, but you know. Oh, really? <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, I watched it when I was a lot younger, so I wouldn't pick up on any of the things you mentioned because it was like a different phase. But yeah. I watched the whole anime, which wasn't adapted very well. It was actually like really poor quality, but yeah. I was still hooked on the show. And then I watched the Japanese live action adaptation, which was also done really well. I didn't watch the Taiwanese one or the other one, but yeah. yeah. I, I heard the live action for that one. It's like really good. And that's probably the reason why it got so popular is because everyone loved the live action so much. Yeah. I mean, obviously the manga was also really popular too, but I think that 
definitely helped get it to the popularity that it has now. Yeah, yeah, no, I could see because like I think the Japanese live action also had like a lot of superstars kind of in it, yeah. and like it just was really getting a lot of buzz at the time. So yeah, it was really good. So yeah, it, I, it was good minus it, the criticisms that I. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I feel like it's okay to still like stuff like that because the drama is like the thing in mm -hmm. the series that you watch it for. So like there can be some good to a series even if it's like not the best <laughs> things yeah. happening in it like you're there for the drama and if the drama is keeping you hooked then it can still be good in that respect so yeah, yeah. like uh you know fruits basket is also guilty of its yeah sus things as well so yeah 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 i think that kind of brings up an interesting point that I think I've found just in discourse in general, which, I mean, I think we've all seen discourse for, for better or worse. It's like, it seems like sometimes I think, um, you know, like even with a series like this, we're talking about like the most like historically successful work. And it's always kind of like, you know, these are the complaints people have had. But I find that like, sometimes I think Shoujo and Jose are kind of held to like a higher standard where they kind of oh, have absolutely. to be like, perfect otherwise there's like you know it's always like yeah it's really it's good or it has this good element but it has this going on and then this going on we could find in like almost every anime do you think that that's yeah. like something that also just like holds people back because maybe it's like sometimes it can be really amplified in a way that like if it was in another series people wouldn't really bat an eye yeah definitely um i mean i've come across a lot of complaints about shoujo you know having the age gap and mm -hmm. having like the toxic male lead mm -hmm. um and those are like those are fair complaints i'm not ever going to be like no you shouldn't complain about something yeah. like that however age gaps are a big issue i would say in a lot of japanese media and yeah. not just shoujo and jose um mm -hmm. especially i i think it's just not as prevalent in shonen because the idea of an age gap is more like a feminine thing mm -hmm. where it's mm -hmm. like oh a, a man who can like take care of you provide yeah. for you so i feel like in, in that respect it's more of like the the feminine thing of like idealizing that when it's not yeah. actually something that you should yeah. want yeah um, so i think that's why it's more prevalent in in shoujo and jose however it is you know a big issue in in, general. in other series as well yeah because yeah. i remember back uh not too long ago when we had um scum's wish and domestic girlfriends everyone's favorite romance series both of those were airing at the same time and both of them at some capacity had like a male student romantically involved with a teacher and like yeah. you know both of those series had enough going on that i think people were distracted from that but when I was talking with like a lot of my friends about it, you know, male and female alike who had experienced like all, you know, all different types of anime, like, I'm like, so are we going to not talk about how weird it is that this like teacher is preying on like a younger student? Like, and it was like a common thing, like he's what either like 17 or 16 and she's at least 25. And that's something you'd see in shoujo and see people complain about and be like, oh, age gap. It's kind of weird. But I'm like. What about the opposite? Like, I know it's cool yeah. when, like, you know, some guys, like, can have, like, you know, um, like, fantasize about their teachers, but it's kind of like, 
what about when it's the opposite? Like, yeah, it's kind of weird on like both parts, but like, why aren't we kind of calling it out on this side as much? And, yeah. you know, e even to be fair to like, you know, domestic girlfriend, there was enough to kind of talk about scums with same, like maybe people are kind of distracted, but even with like something that's like one of my favorite games, like persona five, like, you know, one of the romantic options is your teacher. And it's like, where's the, where's the problematic age gap complaints there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, see, I didn't even, I haven't seen either of those animes, but I've you literally never, <laughs> I've never seen anyone complain about age gaps in those. Yeah. Like, for Fruits Basket, I do think Fruits Basket is kind of like, it shot itself in its foot with having the movie being like, yeah. the central theme is the age gap. Yeah. yeah. But you did see more people complaining about um, Akito and Shigure or... Um, mm -hmm. Kurino and Uotani, like you would hear more about that than like some of the other stuff happening in the show sometimes. So yeah. like, yeah, I, I didn't even know that was a thing in Scum Swish and Domestic Girlfriend. So Good I rest my you. case. <laughs> I rest my Better case. Have to check those out. I know you when to avoid certain things and like, yeah. I see the picture. I'm just like, that's not going to be for me. Yeah. I think, yeah. and like, it's unfortunate. I think Scum's Wish had some interesting parts to it, but like Scum's Wish was all about calling out how all these different types of toxic relationships and they don't call that out, which is why it's like interesting to me. Cause I'm like, the whole series is about this toxic side of romantic relationships yet we get nothing because it's like presented as like a fetish so yeah. that's where i'm like okay kind of weird moving on to the next <laughs> next accessory of the episode i guess but yeah. yeah you could definitely just not not really engage with domestic girlfriends in uh, 2022 don't need to don't need to go back to that <laughs> i'll continue yeah. on my path of <laughs> not, <laughs> not not watching that show yeah exactly yeah yeah, so it's kind of an interesting, but like an unfortunate, unfortunate dilemma that happens in the discourse. But um, I noticed that like with your channel, something I appreciate a lot is it's like you're I make a lot of like comparisons and connections to things sometimes a bit too much and it, it doesn't work. But I think you're doing a really great job of kind of saying like, if you like this very popular series, you will like this shoujo series. Um, do you are you like really interested in the idea of kind of like getting more people onto shoujo series and kind of showing how like there are very similar strengths amongst like various parts of the anime sphere or ma anime manga sphere. Sorry. Yeah. Um, definitely. I, th I think the best way to get people into media is to compare it to something they either already know or something they already like. There are downsides to that. And I have, I've I've witnessed the downsides to that. I compared one of my favorite series was Queen's Quality, mm -hmm. um, this really cool action supernatural uh, shoujo manga. But I compared it to uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh no! And, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people like really loved it. They started picking up the series because of it. But then I started seeing people be like, "Oh, it's the Jujutsu Kaisen of shoujo," and I'm like, <laughs> I, I I get the appeal of saying that but seeing other people say that makes me feel more like you're not appreciating the series mm -hmm. as itself what it is. Yeah. yeah yeah and rather just seeing it as oh here's a, a jujutsu kaisen but like with a female protagonist how cool is that it's just yeah. like no it's very different <laughs> yeah. it's just like an entry level to get you to read it yeah yeah they take it a bit too literally yeah 
yeah, yeah. it's crazy because like that's sometimes the only way like associations is really yeah. like how you get you know the attention to the work that you want people to read so exactly which uh, which is why i do it but at the same time yeah it, <laughs> it can backfire a little bit yeah yeah, I feel for you because I've like, you know, when you like you make that comparison, people are like, oh, it's literally like this or it's like, oh, it doesn't have this one thing. And it's like, no, I'm saying they have similar attributes. They are not literally the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just put out one of my uh, making the Shonen Jump to Shoujo, which is like the Great thing title. that I do. Ten out Thank, of ten you. Title. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, I just put out uh, my new video for that yesterday on YouTube. And um, I was like, this time I need to make sure everyone knows this is not a one-to-one -one comparison. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a way for you to find something that you liked in the other demographic and maybe go this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a good way of covering yourself because that's the most important thing. It's like hey, yeah. a disclaimer, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, speaking of which, I'm just curious: Are there any shonen uh, or seinen or just like non shoujo jose that you enjoy that you? Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, currently, I'm reading Sakamoto Days, uh, Spy Family, and Akane Banashi. I think that's how you say that one. Okay. Um, which is another Shonen Jump series that like is pretty pretty new. Um, they only have like twenty three chapters out, but oh, that's okay. a really like good one. Super new. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah, it's a Rakugo series, uh, which is kind of like um, speaking comedy. Yeah, mm. like Rakugo the the anime. Yeah. Have you seen <laughs> have you seen that one? I or read it or both? I haven't seen the anime yet. Um, I started reading the manga and then I haven't gone back to it yet, okay. but I did enjoy the first two chapters. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've been trying to get, um, Onimaru to watch Rakugo Shindu Descent. I've I think the full, great. yeah, I think it's, I think it's kind of perp. It's probably like, I, I'm not going to make bold claims. It's really great. I'm not, I'm not going to go too crazy, but I, I have it on the plan to watch. I swear. Uh, <laughs> I actually found out yesterday that it's a Jose. I was looking up Jose that I've watched and I found out or read and I found out that I actually haven't read as many as I thought or watched as many as I thought. I'm like, oh, hey, Rakugo's one. Okay, that's a, that's really high praise. <laughs> when it comes to Jose, it's very hard to like find anything. So <laughs> I actually pointed that out to my wife today. I'm like, I haven't read a lot of Jose. I'm like, you haven't? And then she started looking up Jose that she's read and she's like, wait, I don't think I've read as many as I thought either. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's yeah. also tough to sometimes know what things are kind of like characterized or like grouped as, you know, because sometimes I think like I I had no idea that um, Wotakoi was a Jose because I just like saw it was online. I didn't even really know where it was published. And like I could see like it being, you know, targeted towards the female de demographic, but I would have had no idea that it was like specifically in that camp. So, yeah. Um, I was talking with some friends and I'm like, I think it's like sometimes really just difficult to kind of like know what is categorized as what, especially when it's not always in like a physical magazine. Sometimes I think they're just like web magazines. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, so what are your favorite like ongoing manga right now? If there's anything that like catches your eye like anything that you're following i know we were talking about this a bit chihayafuru just ended had a great <laughs> ending me. yeah it's are, are you like totally happy with the ending i've seen some gripes from a certain 
side of the fan base that certain I will subsect certain <laughs> you're subsect. Gonna, you're gonna get me canceled by that. <laughs> no, I I've been trying to be so on um not comment on that spot. I'm here and to not even that, like actually. not comment because I'm like I'm I'm very much uh, everyone who knows me knows that yeah. I was very much into the Tai Chi Haya shipping yes. camp. Um but I've been trying to be nice about <laughs> I think it's working. I think it, your attempts have come across very well. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say for the most part, I am pretty much happy with how the series ended. I think she did a great job at ending the series um, in the best way she possibly could. I know that the series was supposed to end on volume 49. And okay. then we got an announcement like two months before the last chapter was supposed to come out. And then they were like, oh, actually there's going to be three more chapters. So I, I think it's clear that she was being rushed for time by mm -hmm. possibly the editing staff. And they were like, all right, time's up. The series is like doing good. Let's end it on a high note. And she was like, okay, but I need a little bit more time because 49 volumes isn't going to be enough. Um, I, I mean, there's like some criticisms here and there, but I just, I don't think it affects my enjoyment overall mm -hmm. of the entire yeah. story. So I'm, I'm happy with what yeah. I got. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel similarly. I have seen um, many manga end very poorly. I have an unfortunate track record of having like a new favorite manga before it ends and then it kind of crashes and burns. That's happened oh, no. at least like two or three times. So I'm like, so I I've seen the depths, but I don't even I don't think the Chihayaburu ending is like close to that. I think it's I think it's really good too. Um, yeah. But I also think I think I've seen interesting discourse on like people feel like sometimes the way it ended kind of like ruined their perspective of like everything because it may it makes them feel like they didn't interpret the series correctly. But I don't know. I don't. I've generally not found that to be the case too often with series ending. Like most of the times yeah. it kind of feels like this is just how it is, I guess, except for maybe attack on Titan fans, shout out to them. <laughs> that's, that's just its own can of worms, but I'm glad yeah. that you enjoyed it a lot. I'm, I'm glad to see that. Like I'd say 90% of people think it was a good ending. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely a, a small amount of people who didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, someone that actually hasn't read or watched it, uh, for clarity's sake and non-spoiler, you know, uh, if you can, uh, let me know. Like, what is the main thing that is pissing people off? Is it a love triangle? Is that that's kind of what I heard, right? It's like... Yeah. So with Chihaya Furu, there, it's a love triangle, but I wouldn't say it's in the way that people would typically think of a love triangle with. Because um, when you think of a love triangle, you think of like, oh, the one guy's like a jerk and the other guy's like uh like the nice guy and yeah. then yeah. one guy is always like doing the kabedon on the wall and like scaring <laughs> boys off and like uh the other guy tries to swoop in and you know all that drama um yeah. but I don't think it's in that same way it's very um it's very nuanced in how it handles that and I feel like the reason so many people were upset is because of how nuanced the series is it's very much showing you but not telling you mm -hmm. uh the things that happen so i feel like a lot of people you can interpret things in different ways and if you didn't interpret it the way that the author intended 
you're going to think a different outcome happens. Um, so I think that's why a lot of people were upset. They were interpreting things in a way that the author didn't mean for it to go that way. But because it's so open-ended, they were like, oh, it was supposed to go this way. Why didn't you give me the way that I thought it was supposed to go? Even though there were many other people on the other side being like, oh, well, actually, I interpret it this way. And they were like, oh, no, you're wrong. Yeah. That happened a lot. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. And so I take it that this is one of the rare love triangles that Shaw is actually okay with. I, so I'm not, I, you know, have lived through the twilight days and I have, I have been through some love triangle wars. Um, so I have some gripes with this love triangle, if only because I have some gripes with, um, love triangles where it's like they're a close friend group. And then, you know, well, I, I don't want to go into spoilers. This love triangle does some things that I'm kind of bothered with, with love triangles, but it also does some things in a really realistic way that I actually give it a lot of credit for. So yeah. both sides, but um, I think it's really complicated. As Colleen said, I think it's kind of like, you know, you're really invested in everyone. So I don't like when a show kind of like has a love triangle where you are naturally pit against a likable character because you like another one more. And that makes you root for them to be happy so much that you're kind of inherently rooting against someone else, which happens in sports anime anyway. But yeah. then it's like another layer of it because you have like, I want them to lose the card game and also the love triangle match. <laughs> so it's like, you kind of have both sides to it. But um, I think that kind of frustrates me. But I think the way they handle it is really well done. Um, I have like my mini gripes, but for the sake of non-spoiling, I think they do a pretty good job. Definitely better than most other series with love triangles. So yeah, I'll give them that. But it's it's also like the characters are so good that you're like, you're just so invested in everyone's happiness that you're so like, you know, you're so heated for it because you're like, I need everyone to be happy, but mostly my guy, I need him to be happy. And I don't think, <laughs> And I got to give credit where credit is due. I don't think I've seen a love triangle come down to the wire where you don't know who will win until the final, like yeah. the final stretch. Like it could have gone like, I think many people were like so surprised that that's why they're also so upset because they're like, it could have gone either way. So people were definitely like, I thought I had it in the bag, but I guess not. And then yeah. that's just kind of it the other reason why a lot of people were upset because it was down to the wire. It could have gone either way. So when it ended, they were like, Whoa, how did one chapter like, and it's like, <laughs> no, you got to go back and yeah. you got to recontextualize everything now, which once again, it's very nuanced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it will be an Onimaru favorite if you I read, watch out. and update your favorite. So Just, it's <laughs> yeah. I will, I swear. Uh, just for context, though, I only brought that up because uh, Shaw, I was referencing a previous, the, our previous Fruits <laughs> Basket pod where Shaw yeah. like, mentioned like she really does not like love triangles, mainly because they're most of the time done unrealistically with like yeah. ending yeah. amicably and one person just being cool and nicely bowing out for the other two to get together so they could all still remain friends. And she was like, no, yeah. that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's my grip is when you have a like, I'm going to use Toradora for an example, because I feel like it's like the most common. Like, have, have we all seen Toradora? If that's yeah. okay. Have, yeah. So you haven't? Oh, I have. I have. I thought so. I was like, I think you have. But no, no, I, it's I have. Like, sorry. But it's like, okay, so you got the close friend group. Everyone is friends. There's like everyone 
has their feelings. And then you see one person be like, they'll be good together. I'm going to bow out and not fight. You see that happen. And then they still remain friends. That's what I get frustrated with is when there's like, okay, we're, we're just going to pretend that my feelings like don't matter. And I'm just going to suffer in silence. And we're going to continue all being great friends. And I'm like, yeah. I've seen love triangles in real life. It does not happen like that. <laughs> so that's where I get frustrated where I'm like, okay, this is like not meshing, but you know, I think you probably like Colleen probably knows it's like, okay, like this is what happens in Chihaya Furu though, which is why it works and doesn't, it, you know, you already know. Yeah. I, cannot, I cannot spoil, but yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, are there any like common, maybe you consider overused tropes in shoujo or jose that you find annoying? Um, like, like any, mm. even if it's small gripe, something like you kind of always see and it's like, okay, guys, can yeah. something more, you know? I'm gonna have to think about that. I mean, obviously, like the the problematic stuff, like age gaps, annoy me because half the time, unless the story is like really, really good and mm -hmm. it doesn't focus on the romance entirely, I'm like, okay, I can read through this because I'm invested in the story mm -hmm. itself and not just reading about this yeah. 16 year old girl getting with a grown ass man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe. Like I've, I'm not super against a love triangle, but it really depends. Like mm -hmm. I'll still read a series if it has one, but it just really depends on how they yeah. handle it. Um, I don't know. Like tropes are just kind of like there to move a story along, so yeah. I never get too like annoyed with it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get annoyed by things easily. Okay, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, that's awesome. Good. That's, that's awesome. That's really refreshing. That's, a good that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so that's good. Uh, then speaking of one of your videos that you did, which I think is, I don't know if it was like, like a recent, like, well, no, it was a few months back, but the decline of shoujo anime. Um, I checked that video out. Um, I actually watched it with my wife. It, uh, she like, I saw her relate so much to everything you were saying. It was great. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but uh, speaking of that video, we were uh, talking about like at the end that one of the other problems, and I want to see if you agree with this or your thoughts on this, with uh, why a lot of these um, shojos aren't getting picked up or Jose for adaptations could be uh, a marketing angle, which is a lot of these shonen or other types of shows are kind of more easy for these producers to pick up because they kind of know what they can sell in a more simplified way, whether it's stuff from the world, figurines, uh, you know, and that's kind of like more overt and more apparent and easier to market. Whereas for a shoujo or jose that kind of, for the most part, focuses on more like interior, like conflicts, relationships, drama, stuff like that. There's nothing readily apparent that they can just be like, okay, we can sell that, we can market that. Because a lot of these adaptations are so heavily dependent on what you can kind of sell. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is that aspect. Uh, my only like, uh, I guess comeback, it's not really a comeback, but <laughs> my only like argument back would be then I would think they would also be interested in doing the action and adventure shoujos then, but we haven't been getting those either. Um, so like, like I mentioned, Queen's Quality, um, it's been going since 2015. It's like a really cool action supernatural series. I feel like they could market it pretty well if they wanted to, I guess. 
I don't know. Like, I'm not an anime executive, an animation yeah. studio mm -hmm. executive. I can't say exactly, but there, there's series like um, Queen's Quality, Prince Freya, which is another really good selling uh, shoujo manga, as well as The King's Beast. And those all have, like, action elements, world building, um, characters that I feel like could be figures. There could be, like little weapons that they could sell if they wanted to. Like I said, I'm not a marketing person. <laughs> I'm just making yeah. stuff up. There's, was, there is that aspect. Yeah, and it wasn't completely meant to be like a defense of that. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. Sorry. It was just more like, <laughs> like, you know, they could probably find something if they looked harder. Like, we were yeah. talking recently about how they came out with the Nana figurines, uh, like one of Hachi and Nana. I don't know if you've watched Nana, but um, yeah. they came out with those really cool figurines recently, even though, the show, even though the show has been, like, done for, like, more than a decade, but it has such a big fan base. And I, we figured, like, well, maybe it was because they, they kind of noticed, like, hey, they're really stylish in this show. You know, uh, maybe we could do some really awesome figurines. And that's probably why they did them. I don't know. But yeah, I feel like I think maybe if... they just need to try harder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think that's part of it, too. I feel like they just they see shoujo, they see girl show and they say, we don't know what girls like. <laughs> uh, let's just here. Here's a pillowcase. Like, <laughs> I feel like it is they put a lot of barriers on themselves with what they can market to girls, because I do think the fact that we don't have any yona figures i think is really crazy the fact that there's no hawk figure i feel like that would be sold yeah. out in like two seconds yeah yes. i haven't even so. consumed the show in any capacity and i'd go buy one just just because i'm yeah. ready to pre-order like yeah. <laughs> i need it whenever they want to do it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was I read this interesting thread. Um, well, I saw someone on Twitter post this and I'm not sure the accuracy or not, but they essentially they took a screenshot of like um according to Annie List, every anime that came out over the past like I'll say five years, it might have been ten years, like here's all the shoujo anime that came out, and then here's all the shonen anime that came out. And it's like probably more than twice as many show shonen anime that came out. And it was like just really interesting to see the lack of like equity or remote kind of balance between the two when i as we've discussed like the content is there the connection between like current trends which is like a lot of fantasy series um it sounds like a lot of the series you mentioned have a fantasy aspect so yeah i like i see the connection between like the current isekai trend and then like the shonen series that i mean shoujo series that are like also fantasy action series so it's weird that they don't bridge the gap but um yeah. in the in the reply, someone had this thread um, from a translator. I don't know who they are, but um, essentially they said that um, a lot of the kind of like unisex romance series like Kaguya, Nagatoro, um, Takagi-san, those are kind of like getting a lot more attention off of like traditional shoujo romances. And they think that that might be where they're putting more of their eggs in that basket, which I thought was interesting especially because the follow-up was essentially i'm reading this verbatim as plenty of girls watch those shows while a ridiculously small number of male viewers enjoy shoujo it is simply more profitable to invest in that big intersection of targets of for planning music like whatever so it, it does come down the guys need to watch the shoujo it yeah yeah i do think that is a lot of the issue is um girls non-men are usually going to cross the demographic barrier because yeah we don't look at a male protagonist and say i can't relate 
I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the other way around doesn't happen as often. Or like, like I said earlier, there's that little thing in the back of your mind that like, oh, I'm not going to like that. And, yeah. you know, like you don't think about it further. But um, yeah, I, f- I feel like that is a lot of the issue as well. As a guy, I've, I've definitely had that moment where I like go to watch, like read a shoujo premise and it doesn't have like any like fantasy or hook or it's just kind of like based in like reality. And I was just mm. like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to relate to this, but I'm like, well, I heard it's good. And I'm curious, so yeah. I'm gonna just go through it, and then I yeah. just watch it, and then it's good, and then I'm like, okay. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was talking to one of my friends who's kind of like, I want to give shoujo more of a chance, but I'm generally not into romance, and it seems to him that like a lot of them are romance, and I know from very limited experience that there are like non-romance ones out there, but um, for like. You, but you are the self-appointed expert for me. I have appointed you the expert. What do you think would be like a good series to recommend to them? That's like, hey, this is not a romance set in like, you know, you know, normal our society romance that the mental picture they probably have of Shoujo. Like, what would you recommend to them to check out? Um, I mean, I, I would say the one I always go to first is Natsume's Book of Friends. And I do think a lot of people don't think it is a shoujo specifically because, first of all, there's a male protagonist. Second mm-hmm. of all, there's no romance. But I would say it's quintessential, quintessential shoujo with uh, mm-hmm. the themes of, like, empathy and, like, caring about others and, like, helping people out. Um, but, yeah, I would say that's, like, the one I would say is, like, non-romance. And then it always to me it always just depends on how much they mean by i don't want romance yeah yeah in some regards it could be like i don't like romance focused series i don't Mm want to read something where it's only about romance because then it's like okay not to maze but then if they're just like i don't I, I don't mind romance, but I don't yeah. want it to be the central theme. I'm like, yeah, okay, here's Yona. Like, yeah, yeah. it just kind of depends. Yeah, because like if someone says like I don't like romance, it doesn't mean you're gonna like not recommend them Full Metal Alchemist or something. You know, yeah. it's like, still there, but it's not the focus. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And sometimes I do also think when people say they don't like romance, they're just uh, for me, it feels like I'm being put a barrier. Mm-hmm. into them not wanting to get into shoujo and they're like yeah. okay give me something with no romance then yeah and like yeah. there are people who don't want romance and yeah no discrediting to them yeah. but like i do get a lot of that okay then give me one that doesn't have romance and it's just yeah. kind of like now this feels more like a test yeah <laughs> yeah than actually Challenge. wanting a recommendation it's like prove your prove the shoujo and it's like yeah. Maybe, no. <laughs> yeah yeah i know what you mean i think because I've seen that a lot too, where people are like, oh, well, like, I just don't want to watch romance, but then they end up watching a romance at some point or another. But, yeah. um, like, I know at least for like some of these examples, they are like very genuine, like, I want to get into it, but I just yeah. don't know, like, where to start kind of thing. But, um, I have been looking forward to Natsume's Book of Friends for like five years now. It's probably like my most anticipated series at this point. So I'm very excited for that. But, um, I, I'm excited to see what it has in store. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's just really interesting, especially I d- never fully put into mind the like unisex romance appeal of like Kaguya and so many other popular series. But um, I feel like they're not that different from 
shoujo or jose romance i've seen are you kind of a fan of those like are you like kaguya-esque series um so the thing is i used to be a really big fan of kaguya and -hmm. then i kind of i read really far ahead in the manga Mm -hmm. and then i just felt like it kept going so i ended up just being like okay i I got enough out of this series (laughs) Um, and then I wasn't really able to finish season three either. I don't know if it was just how the anime was paced or something. Mm-hmm. So I kind of fell off it on that respect as well. But I did I did used to be a really big fan yeah. of it. Um, but like, other than that, I, I feel like most shonen romance series that I like don't have an anime. Because a lot mm-hmm. of the ones that get anime feel more targeted towards like a high school boy yeah which is like great for them but i just i do still wish that even if there was like unisex series that they would give you know girls something to watch as well i know like many people felt very put off by dress up darling some Mm -hmm. people feel put off by nagatoro which i would say is very understandable yeah yeah yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if this is the same case for you, but I feel like you can really tell the difference between, like, who are they making attractive and desirable in the actual show? I think, like, part of the reason, like, using Kaguya, for example, like, works for me is because I think they put enough effort into making Kaguya seem desirable from a male perspective, but then also Shirogane from a female perspective. Like, he has, like, redeeming qualities that are really yeah. um, attractive and relatable that aren't just, like, guy is here yeah like yeah and i think that's something that's like a big focus and i think i can definitely feel that disconnect when it's like okay if i'm watching this romance series i can see why the girl's really attractive but like why would i find the guy attractive in this series and i think that could lead to a lot of like disconnect and i think there is a big trend right now in the romance series that are coming out from that demographic of being like I'm the shy little quiet boy and I, I'm a loner and I want to keep to myself, but oh, this hot girl, she won't leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps yeah. bothering me. And it's yeah. just like, okay. That's, that's actually what some people were accusing uh, Dress Up Darling of being, but mm. we had like talked about it a few times and we kind of like thought that the main character was kind of nuanced enough like that he didn't fall into that you know like he had a personality he just was just like similar to that demeanor but not like not like bland you know yeah no i don't think dress up darling really falls into that regard Mm -hmm. i've i've only read the first volume and then i was kind of like oh i can't continue this (laughs) Um, but i i thought i thought gojo was an interesting character i think um the fact that he's like shy and quiet just has to do with his interest and his hobby and being like kind of like reserved and not wanting anyone to find out but i don't i don't think dress up darling falls into that um, mostly my qualm with it is just the fan service of a child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it it definitely starts off really strong with the fan service, especially in the beginning. And I think it kind of calms down a bit, but it's still like a part of it. That's one of those shows where I liked it and I kind of surprised myself that I liked it, but I can see kind of both sides of the complaint with it. But I yeah. think it's also kind of like unfairly grouped into the like, I we're gonna I'm just gonna call that the genre of like, shy boy is just getting bothered by hot girls why does yeah. this keep happening like, <laughs> so wholesome yeah um but i also liked its uh representation of cosplay that was pretty cool too and i found some of my female friends found that relatable and that's why they enjoyed it as well so 
Um, oh, also, quick question, Colleen. Have you, and I'm pretty sure you've gotten this question before, have you read or watched, well, mostly read Berserk? Berserk? No. Okay. I, I will oh, never. Never? <laughs> okay. I will never. Curious to hear, is it is it just the, the type of content? Like, you're just, that's not your thing? I'm not into very graphic depictions of things. Yeah. Um, I yeah. would say the last thing that I was into that had any sort of graphic nature was Game of Thrones, probably. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I really fell off that train. I thought everything I've read or seen after that was just like, yeah oh, this is just too much. And it was yeah. too much in that show, but I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I feel that. Yeah, and if but you're not yeah. enjoying it, what's the point? But yeah. uh, the reason I bring it up, and it's not because, you know, you've probably heard everyone and their mother, you know, praise Berserk to the <laughs> yeah. high heavens and say how good it is and all that stuff. But the reason I bring it up is because I was interested, like I was, I found it interesting when I found out like through like one of the interviews with the creator long ago that he was actually inspired by Shoujo when he was writing Berserk and he kind of incorporated shoujo elements uh, into like some of the main like relationships in Berserk. So that's why there's like in a certain arc, like without spoilers, like towards the beginning arcs, that's why there's like a lot of like tender, like care put to like the relationship and like a lot of introspective, like kind of moments that really help flesh out the main character, like, and you know, his uh, people, the people that are close to him. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I've definitely heard that as well. I think I, I put the I put the quote from the interview in one of my videos. I think it may have been on Shoujo Manga, the what is Shoujo. Okay. Um, so I've definitely seen that interview. Yeah. And I do think it's fun to point out sometimes when people who like have thank you, Miura, in their bios <laughs> and they're trashing on Shoujo, it's just like, well, hey, your favorite series wouldn't be the same without Shoujo. So Yeah. Um I someone pointed out, it might have been you, it might have been someone else on Twitter, but they're like, you know, Miura will reference that like he was inspired by like Devil Man, and then he's also inspired by the Shoujo um, series. I have to look up the name of it. Um, but people will check out Devil Man, but they won't check out the Shoujo series. And it's like this is an inspiration for the like emotional ethos of the series. And it's it's interesting to see that like I don't know the bridge exists kind of still even when it's like this thing exists and was put into something you love. Yeah. Um, I think Rose of Versailles is a one yeah. you might be thinking. Yeah. There's another one, Kazu something. I'm going to oh, look it up. Kaze, Kaze, Kaze. Toki, yeah. no Uta. <laughs> That's it. That, might be, that might be it. I'm going to look it up. But I, I definitely Rose of Versailles on. and then that one, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very classic. Uh, yeah. I think it was one of the first, like, technically BL series okay. that was yeah. made. I can't remember who made it. Okay, Keiko... Kazutoki no Uta, 1976. Yeah. Yeah. Keiko Take, Keiko Take Take Mia? Mia, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is in my brain somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have a, they have a lot of influence on a lot of different series. And I've seen a lot of people say that, like, those two have, like, made manga kind of into yeah. what it is. Like, those were some of the series that really change the industry so yeah yeah it's interesting to see i think um i think i have found at least in some groups that people are definitely more willing to check out series that are like shoujo jose and i think i was wondering if you think um you know with the popularity of like fruits basket coming out and kind of setting this precedent where you know 
full adaptation, a movie prequel coming out. Do you think yeah. we're going to see kind of a shift at all and maybe other series are going to get more consideration? Or do you think it's kind of like that's kind of lightning in a bottle? That's kind of it. I think it could be a mix of both. Right now we are kind of seeing a lot of smaller series getting mm -hmm. um like announcements at the very least um what i'm seeing the biggest increase in is light novels and manhwa shoujo mm -hmm. um because i think this next season there's one called Koki no karasu which is a light mm -hmm. novel and bibliophile princess which is a manhwa i'm pretty sure mm -hmm. um but there have been announcements for like uh shoujo and jose series that are romance that i would say are like very unisex from the shoujo and jose side mm -hmm. but they are much smaller series so i'm surprised that those are the ones that got picked up one of them is called ice guy and cool female colleague um it is, awesome. it's getting a digital translation from comic key right now so it is available in english okay um and then the other one is called loving yamada at level 999 and that's kind of like a wotakoi ish type series um yeah <laughs> my stuff and then uh, what else there's a sacrificial princess and the king of beasts which is coming soon as well and that's more like the fantasy shoujo series that i'm surprised we don't have more of i am very surprised because i i mean there's so many isekai series that are like in this fantasy setting you would think that that would kind of overlap a bit but... yeah yeah the one that i'm like super surprised that never got an anime or anything was colette decides to die which is a it's not technically an isekai but it's a fantasy with like i don't know if you heard that ambulance i'm sorry <laughs> it's like a, it's a fantasy series with like greek mythology in it um just a lot of cool like world building a lot of cool like they can fly up to the heavens and go like hang out with the other gods but we don't have it in english even like as a manga and they never made it into an anime but it was like it sold pretty well so i'm just i'm forever confused about that series not getting an anime what's this full title again uh colette decides to die colette okay decides to die okay it's one of my favorite series so wow i could um... also just be biased I can't believe we could have gotten better Don Machi and we didn't. How could we? I'll never forgive them. Yeah. Um, so is this like one of your top 10 of all time or is it like your top one? Um, it's definitely not my top one. That's Shihai Furu. Um, okay. But I would say it's probably in my top 10. I can't remember okay. where I put it in my... I made a video for my top 15 manga and I don't even remember <laughs> the series that I put it in by now. <laughs> But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely up in like the upper echelon. Gotcha. That's cool. Um, do you? Well, I know we. I saw your video on your top fifteen, which is why I know that some of your favorites. But what other um favorites do you have? Just like that come to the top of your top of your mind that might not be. Uh, you don't have to order them. Don't have to rank them. Um. Okay, so Chihai Furu, obviously. Um, Kimi ni Tadoke is definitely up there. One of my favorite coming-of-age series. Um, I definitely think for that one, people give it way too much flack because they've only watched the anime. <laughs> <laughs> and the anime is good, but I feel like it paced it very slowly. So a okay. lot of people are like, oh, the love triangle, it's so slow burn. It's like, no, if you read the manga, they get together not even halfway through the series. So Yeah, and that's good. 
yeah. Um, Haikyuu is in there. Um, one of my favorite sports series. Awesome. We stand. <laughs> um, and then uh, Seven Seeds and Basara from Yumi Tamora. I have heard the tragedy of Seven Seeds, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. That looked like it got absolutely massacred. But oh uh, yeah. We don't we don't I made a whole video on it, but we don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> got my frustrations out. Yeah, that seems that seems brutal. Cause it's like half of the battle is like getting an anime adaptation and then you get like the worst anime adaptation. And it's like Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you don't have an English manga to be like oh don't worry just read, just read the manga, manga. but yeah. no you can't even do that because people are like it, this is just an anime only and you're like no it's not <laughs> okay well here's a question for non-manga and non-anime actually what shows are your favorite oh uh, this is just curiosity you don't have to be yeah. an expert here <laughs> um I would say my favorite TV show has always been Community. Okay. Nice. Like one of my nice. favorite shows. Nice. Um, nice. Goodness. I haven't watched TV in so long. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I'm like struggling that. to even think about TV shows. I think the most recent one that I watched was Normal People on Hulu. Okay. Um, that was a really good show. It's um, based off a book. And I read the book too. But I liked the show a lot more. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I can't think of much else right now. Community is always the first thing. I'm like, community. I love <laughs> That's it. That's a great pick. It is. All right. We'll bring you back into the shoujo realm. <laughs> <laughs> Something I know about. <laughs> um, what um, do you kind of want to see just like more of in general? Like manga, anime, just and like just kind of, I mean, we talked about you know, tropes are just kind of, they exist in each series, not inherently good or bad, but I guess just, like, something that you're interested in that you would like to see more of. Um, while I'm not, like, a huge fan of, like, psychological series, I think bringing that back into shoujo is something, is something a lot of people, like, really miss in the first place. I mean, I see, mm -hmm. I see posts about it all the time. People want more, like, dark uh, romance back into shoujo and I think sometimes it was done really well and other times it just wasn't done well at all but um, mm -hmm. I definitely do think we are missing a tonally more mature darker kind of romance series that we used to get with like Mars and Drowning Love where there's like a little bit Mm, I'm trying to think of the word here. There's a little bit more to it than just good, wholesome romance. Because I yeah. feel like when we go too far into, oh, this series is so wholesome, it's more like people taking it as a guidebook for like, yeah. this is how a relationship should be. And <laughs> it's like, there are there are good things about that, but also I'd like to read a story. I, yeah. I'm not trying to put mm -hmm. myself in this person's shoes. I just want to... I want to read a good story. Yeah, yeah, we want the tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think is I think a shoujo that's doing that really well is a condition called love. It's mixing both of those kind of together very well because it is very it is darker at moments, but it is still mm -hmm. like a good relationship for the most part. And I think that blend is what we need a little bit more of. 
Yeah, I agree. As evident by the Nana background, I don't think anyone <laughs> should model any relationship after a Nana relationship. <laughs> exactly. But the story is good. Yeah. Exactly. Spicy. Yeah. Um, so you don't like psychological, uh, any particular reason? Is it cause you No, just... she does like psychological. Oh, she, oh, okay. oh I'm, she I'm like, it's not my favorite. I'm oh. not like seeking it out, but oh. I don't, I don't want to hate oh, gotcha. it, but it's okay. not like something that I like to work for. Yeah. You don't gravitate towards yeah. it. Yeah. Gotcha. I see um, what you mean. I miss her. Does, does psychological, uh, I guess that inherently implies a darker story versus yeah. like just a story where like in typical shoujo, you kind of get to explore the characters' feelings, how they feel on the inside versus psychological where they kind of go deeper with that. And Yeah. You know, uh, I think just like when they throw like really kind of messed up stuff at you and you're just like, for me personally, I'm not great at handling reading stuff like that because then it like really messes with me yeah. mm -hmm. um so i try to stay away from stuff like that just for my own <laughs> for my own yeah. health purposes gotcha. um there are series that i think handle it in a way that it's not like they're just trying to depress you mm -hmm. um, and those are like series that i'm okay with but there's some that they just they want you to be depressed and they like don't care <laughs> Yeah, like, they don't care if they don't give you happiness, any happiness in between. Like, it's just some lighthearted moments would be nice every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I know of a few of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any kind of like hot takes that you are scared to reveal? Because oh, you say, hot takes. yeah, just like it, they don't have to be the hottest takes, no cancel, but or if you, we won't get you canceled. We will get canceled, but just any kind of hot <laughs> yeah, takes. You can that, blame us. Yeah, just blame <laughs> They conned me into this. Yeah. <laughs> um, goodness. I don't know if I have anything that's like like a hot take. I the one thing that I guess I always say for like a hot take in like the shoujo community is that <laughs> I don't want anime reboots of series we've already got animes for like 20 okay. years ago so like okay. i see everyone saying oh we need an Oran high school host club reboot i'm like no leave it in the past we got a decent anime adaptation we don't mm -hmm. need another one like let's give that possibly to something else yes. um yeah i mean i don't like I said i'm not usually annoyed by a lot of things and i feel like sometimes like my own personal opinions are hot takes to other people so i don't know <laughs> if it's like a hot take or not yeah. it's just my opinion <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know uh okay. <laughs> as you reveal them uh actually really quick so do you think people for example want like would want an Oron remake or they're clamoring clamoring for that because they're not like being exposed to for example as many shoujo that you're currently reading because like you're reading a lot of the current stuff you know what's good yeah maybe they don't know like how much good there is like there's a treasure trove you know that yeah absolutely i think a lot of people hold on to the nostalgia of like the early 2000s shoujo because we haven't gotten new shoujo to be like oh i want more like this Mm -hmm. So they're just like, oh, I want more like what I already have, re or sorry, um, watched like 10, 12 times because there hasn't been anything else coming out like that since. Mm -hmm. I would say Oron is very special in the way that it does things. It's like a parody and we haven't yep. gotten too many 
too many shoujo parodies like that since from actual shoujos. I mean, Gekon Shoujo Nozaki-kun, I would say, is probably the closest, but it's a yeah. shonen series. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say, like, when it comes to, like, people being like, oh, I want something like... Oh, goodness, I can't even think of some shoujos anymore. I want something like Kamisama Kiss again. I'm like, well, I've read like 12 things like this yeah. that I would have liked to see adapted but never did. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely think that's part of the case. And also just why a lot of people don't s seek shoujo out either. Mm. Just because they're like, I have mine that I like and I have liked. And I don't need to look for anything else. So, yeah. Do you think it also might be part of like the, um, like people aren't, they're like, I want a new Oron, but like there's nothing inherently wrong with the Oron we have. Do you think it's kind of yeah. like it's too old for some people where they're like, oh, these older series exist. I don't want to go back and watch older things. Yeah. I think there could be a bit of that. But if, with Oron, I feel like it's still, it holds it. Not entirely in content, but yeah. like in animation, I would say it still pretty much holds up. It's made by Studio Bones, I believe. Yeah. So like they've always been pretty good at adapting yeah. series and that one doesn't, it doesn't look old. I, I guess agree. compared to now, it would it would look old, but. I agree. I think it holds up and I think, um, you know, you browse Netflix and it comes up. I don't think, I it doesn't pop up and I think like, oh, wow, that was made like, <laughs> a while ago you know yeah. it doesn't really register like that so i agree yeah 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 i think that you know that's like a very good like potentially hot take but not offensive hot take because <laughs> we have we have like a mini series going of like hot take battle royale where we like bring we, it's like us and our guests and we're like what are your hottest takes and we like anonymously reveal them and have everyone vote on like the worst hot takes so and we've, then we've we had reveal some... who owns the worst hot take. Yeah, we, you have to own your hot take, but um, I I don't think yours is not yours is not battle royale tier, as in like no one will get offended. So I think I think that's a good one. But um, I need to know your guys' most hot takes then. I'm out of hot takes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can no longer be opinionated. Nope. You know, this is like, I'm in the same boat. This one, it's not really shoujo related. I, you know, this is the one that I am reminded of as a hot take. But at, like you said, I'm like, it is just my opinion. I just hold yeah. it. And then I'm told it is a hot take. But I guess it's just like the, my grave of the fireflies indifference. Because oh. it's kind of like what you said, where like, you know, I feel like it was in a, it was kind of a case of like, they're showing me a lot of sad, depressing things, but I'm not connecting to it. And I feel like they're just trying to make me depressed. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I know that this is based on real life and this happened to people, but I, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm just not, I'm not playing the game for this one. Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. That was definitely one that was just like, let's make you sad. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm down to be made sad a lot of times, but I feel like Sometimes when they're so in your face about it, I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just not going to be sad today. Thank you for playing. Like, yeah. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> we do technically, now that I think about it, have a representative hot take for the show that we always wear proudly. Uh, we just kind of mention it now and again, which is we both do not like, I want to eat your pancreas. Um, I've feel... never seen it. So I <laughs> can't like, say. 
that one is probably the master of we want you to be sad. So I don't think I don't I don't know. I wouldn't I tell people they should watch it and make up their own mind on it, like all fairness to like watch it. But yeah. If you got other things to do, you're you're probably you're doing great. You have enough yeah. things to do. It does yeah. does not need more more time spent on it. That one's a movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why I've never sat down to watch it because I just for some anime movies I'm just like eh. I don't I don't really feel like watching something for an hour and a half. I'll just I'll it just stick really, with a show. It is really funny how it's like sometimes the mental idea of like sitting down and watching a movie feels so much like heavier than the actual action of doing it. Like, yeah. I will sit down and watch like three episodes in a row and be like, oh yeah, that was fun. And it's like, that is a movie length work, <laughs> like getting yeah. towards it. I you get those cause... breaks in between though. Yeah, yeah true. Well, I, I also think it's because when you think of the movie, you think of it like as a lump sum. So you're just mm -hmm. like, well, it's this whole... Like you're not gonna pause the movie most of the time. You're gonna have to sit through all of it versus like the episode. You yeah. can just like just a little more. I can keep going. I need to know what happens. You know, it has the built in yeah. cliffhangers to keep you going. Um yeah. but that's the nice thing about manga though, since you read like a lot of manga, Colleen, that like mm -hmm. manga is very easy to just kind of read at your own pace and kind of like yeah. pick it up, put it down, pick it up again. You have a free five minutes, read a few panels. Yeah. And that way yeah. you have to commit to like an hour and a half with a movie. So yeah, and I do think the chapter, chapter by chapter for online reading too is really nice. Um, where I don't have to like, I don't feel like I have to read the entire volume all at once, and I can mm -hmm. just read like one, two chapters. That's always really nice too. I feel that. Um, I have a slight manga related question. Um, I'm I'm not sure if you've heard the Haikyuu news that like they're essentially going to adapt the rest of the manga into two movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like 110 chapters. So uh, it's not looking good. I'm sure it'll be like great production values, but it sounds like a lot of the character moments that I'm sure we both love are probably going to get cut a bit. But as you might know, you probably have some friends too who are like, oh, I just read the anime for this. I don't want to go jump into the manga. What is your recommendation for people when you're trying to recommend like, hey, I know you like this anime of this, but this manga experience is just as good, if not better? Yeah. So, like, how do I get people to read the manga of, of an anime that they really yeah. like? Okay. Especially if they're not inclined to read manga. Um. Honestly, I'm just like, hey, the manga's great. You should read it. <laughs> like, I, like, I, I, I can't really, like, get people to do something that they're not going to do anyway. So yeah. even if they don't like the manga, don't like reading manga, I'm just like, yeah. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> you should read it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally guilty. I'm like, my shirt just says the manga was better. So <laughs> I'm definitely one of those people sometimes. Uh, guiltily, I am one of those people sometimes. Yeah. I've been on both sides where I'm like, I just want to watch the anime. And, I, you know, you hear manga readers sharing their opinions. And sometimes you're like, I really don't care. And then yeah. I will completely turn around for another series and be the manga reader, like for the unsolicited opinions where I'm like, hey, you should read the manga for this. So I switch up on that every day. But I think it's it's kind of an unfortunate situation, I think, for some Haikyuu fans where yeah. I I jumped the I jumped the gun at the end of season two. So I've been pretty much like a manga reader just as long, if not more than the anime than I was an anime watcher. But like I think it's a great experience. So I have I've been trying to bully my friends kind of for their own sake because I know that they love the series. They're just yeah. like 
I love it so much is like an anime. I don't want to jump the gun for the manga. And I'm like, I did that and I'm happier now. Just do it. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing. I think it was uh, season three. I finished season three, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I need to read this series. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up reading the rest of it. Um, but yeah, it is really, it is really sad. I feel like if they, they're gonna have to cut. They don't have to cut like the big things, but they're gonna have to cut a lot of the small things. And I really am hoping, it's not the thing that I think it's gonna be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to spoil. So I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Cause I feel Thanks, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if it's the thing I think it's going to be, that would be detrimental to ending the series. Yeah, um, I agree. It's a big part of the end. And yeah. I think it's a big character growth for a certain character. So I agree. And it's, that's, a, and it's so hard to communicate. Well, I mean, everyone who's watched and enjoyed Haikyuu like knows that like the character moments are the bread and butter of the series. Like, yeah. you know, there are, probably not as many volleyball enthusiasts as there are Haikyuu character enthusiasts. Wow. You know, but that's so hard to communicate too. And then it's like, I think you can kind of sell anything with like the characters are good and the character moments and the character dynamics are good, which is why I think it's like, there are so many series where you're like, I'm not interested in the subject, but then you're like, okay, but the characters are great. And then you yeah. get in and you're like, okay, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah and then you end up liking the subject too exactly and then you're watching volleyball at the olympics or you're watching like karata um yeah. queen and king uh championships which i have seen like i've seen some of the live ones posted on youtube so. oh it's so cool it, it, like how the anime got it so well i mm -hmm. think is really cool as well because when i was watching the anime i was like oh this is exaggerated it's like you know, like how sports yeah. anime is. It's like yeah, over the yeah. top exaggerated. And then you watch a real match and you're like, oh, this is like exactly like the series. It feels like the same. The only difference is you're not like in their mind. So you're watching from a distance yeah. and you just hit them like slap the floor really loudly. And you're like, okay, I cannot move that quickly. Good on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, is one of the few that like is really grounded because like you're saying a lot of them, a lot of sports anime have known to like go over exaggerated but that's yeah. like special about haikyuu so yeah i'm trying to think of if there's any series what um i'm trying to think of trying to bully onimaru into watching chihayafuru but i think we've done that yeah uh <laughs> i gotta watch natsume's book of friends too um yeah. so that's that's on the i think the it just got a dub as well if that Ooh. like inclines anyone more I, th I found that out after I put out my my video about Natsume's. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, they just dubbed this. I can't wait to watch it. I'm like, a good timing on my part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was kind of curious about a bit more of like the YouTube side. Um, You know, I think we have, there are a lot of anime YouTube creators who are kind of covering very similar popular series. Um are you hoping that there's more kind of covering like shoujo and like more in like your demographic? Cause I think you've made like a huge splash and shown that there is like very much an audience out there who wants to hear about these series and like, you know, everything going on in this like subset of the community. Are you yeah. kind of hoping to see more of that or like hoping Absolutely. to see some kind of change in anime YouTube? I, I definitely would love to see more of that. Cause the, only reason I started a YouTube channel um, was because a lot of people were like, 
hey, Colleen, I like your TikToks. Have you ever thought about doing a YouTube? Um, and I was just like, ah, oh, it's not for me. Like, I can't talk for more than three minutes. Like, this isn't, this isn't for me. Um, <laughs> and then the more I was trying to find manga content creators that like made essay videos about shoujo, I was like, oh, this is like not a thing. So, mm -hmm. and then I would get more people being like, hey, have you ever tried YouTube? So when I took my break from TikTok, because I was just kind of burnt out on making content every single day, mm -hmm. um, I was like, you know what, let's, let's make one of my TikTok videos into a video video. Mm -hmm. So I just wrote that script out about um, shoujo manga magazines, because I feel like it's something that not many people realize is that it's the same sort of serial serialization as like shonen series have. Yeah. Um, so I put that one out and, um, I guess it did pretty well. And then I did my shoujo anime one and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it was crazy. It was only my second video. So that's awesome. Yeah. The, it overwhelming at the same time. <laughs> that's so cool to see. So but, now yeah. as you're, uh, doing videos, like with, with your channel, are you approaching it more like, uh, like, do you see yourself like kind of like on a mission to just be like, I need to like spread, you know, the love for shoujo and the representation and kind of like, you know, kind of tap into the community or are you just kind of just doing videos like, and you're just having fun making the videos themselves. And you're just like, Hey, this is just what I'm into. And I'm just going to kind of keep going. It's definitely a mix of both. I've always been someone who's been like, Oh, we need more shoujo representation. People need to like shoujo more. Um, but at the same time, I just love, certain things i love certain series and uh my boyfriend doesn't really like read the same things that i read he kind of fell off of reading manga recently so i can't talk to him about certain things mm -hmm. so like then i'm just like okay let's just talk to myself i'll write out a, <laughs> write out a full script of 18 minutes on character dynamics of a certain series i like um but yeah so it's kind of a mix of like I want other people to enjoy these series and especially because if I talk about them and people find out about it because of that, we might get more like shoujo manga um, licensed in English. So that's like part of it. <laughs> and then the yeah. other part is just, I can't, I don't know how to shut up. So <laughs> no, that's great. I think we're all doing better because of that. <laughs> yeah. um, that's really cool. I, I guess I didn't know that you came from TikTok, not because I don't go on TikTok. I'm just uneducated on TikTok. So um, do you think, are there any like interesting like differences between like the TikTok anime fandom and like YouTube anime fandom? Um, Essay videos for sure. Essay yeah. videos do so bad on TikTok. I used yeah. to make, I used to make so many essay videos on TikTok, but they never did well. So I would only do them just because like I had an opinion on something and I wanted to like talk about it. Yeah. Um, the videos that do better over there is just like, hey, I found this manga. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like uh, power scaling everything. Yeah. Um, I, I feel I, like those are the big ones on TikTok. I saw so many funny like meme power scaling videos posted yes. to like Twitter where I'm like, this is just like, this is just an amazing display of content. This is just, this is just something. But my youngest sister is like 15 and she got into anime, not from me, of course, because I'm old and lame. She got into it from TikTok, <laughs> cool yeah. and young. So 
um, one of the series that she started watching, like, like I think within her first 15 anime was Nana and it's one of her favorites now. And I'm wondering if it's like, do, is there kind of like better representation for some of these like more like shoujo series on TikTok than on anime YouTube? Because I know if she was checking out anime recommendations from YouTube, she would not have found Nana. Yeah, um, I would say that Nana got really, really big on TikTok in the last year. Mm-hmm. And I think that could also be why we ended up getting um, the Ayazawa art exhibit this mm-hmm. year, as well as like the resurgence of all of her stuff in like magazines, uh, yeah. like art uh, images and stuff like that. And then probably the sc- the scale figures as well. Yeah, I definitely think okay. it is because TikTok really like blew that series up along with. Fruits Basket, I would say, is another one that really blew up because of that. Kami-sama Kiss, maybe, although it was very popular already. Mm-hmm. I mean, all yeah. of these series were popular already. I feel like people just found it because yeah. of TikTok. Um, yeah. And then manga-wise, I would say A Sign of Affection, which is a shoujo from Kodansha. Um, that one really blew up over on TikTok as well. I feel like that's that's like everyone's kind of like shoujo romance that they point to for manga now. Mm. Ah, interesting. That's interesting to hear. But yeah, yeah. TikTok's I've... really good at spreading the word. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Certain also, series like just pop up out of nowhere. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been like a cool way to actually also uh, find restaurants. TikTok. I mean. Oh, really? Not, not shoujo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because uh, just stuff just pops up. But um, sp- back to video essays on TikTok. Wouldn't the way to make that work though just be splitting it into parts, like leaving it off on a like a really like good bit, and then just be like, go to part two to watch the rest. Have, have you tried that? I haven't because I don't really do them anymore because I have okay. YouTube. But maybe that could work. I feel like I've seen more people complain about people (laughs) do like part two, um, like story times. So maybe like part two essays would be better, but the part two story times, I see so many people making fun of them because they kind of meander for the most part. And at the very end, they tell the story and they're like, check part two out for more. You can tell when they're dragging those out because they'll be because they have so many cuts in their own video and then they're like go to part two and it's like you could have fit this into three minutes now (laughs) yeah but like i'm not i'm not much on like tiktok myself i'm just like vicariously on tiktok through my uh, wife because she'll just be constantly on and i have to like listen to it in the background (laughs) and then like she'll like stumble upon some story and she doesn't know i'm listening but then i start to like listen and then i get like really intrigued and then it says, all right, go to part two. And then she's just not interested and she'll just go to something <laughs> else. And I'm like, no, 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 go to part two. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like that's probably the um, <laughs> the more uh, uh, universal experience for <laughs> videos like that. It's just, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like what Next. you need to do is a video essay, but power scale it against another video essay. <laughs> <laughs> or just power scale it against an anime character. You know what? That's a good idea. <laughs> I saw one that was like the classroom of the elite main character. And I haven't seen classroom of the elite because I've been out of high school for like almost 10 years. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I can't go back to the classroom. So I don't even know anything about this main character, but they were power, power scaling him with Johan Liebert from monster. And I, 
it was the best video of all time. It was untouchable. But it wasn't also like the character, like in his normal teenage form. It was the kid version of him and the kid Johan. So it was a masterpiece. <laughs> 10 out of 10 accuracy. I don't know anything about this character, but obviously beats Johan Liebert easily. Yeah, so that's why I can't go on TikTok. Sorry, I don't know if my thing keeps. I don't know if my thing keeps cutting out, but no, I think that was me. Oh, okay. Sorry. That was probably no. I think it's me. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to shut me down for my for my TikTok yeah. complaints. Too, your takes are too hot, Sean. Yeah. Um, Colleen, do you have any other hot takes that you'd like to share with the class? Uh, well, I did think of this while we were talking about it the last time, and I was just not going to say anything. <laughs> no, we remembered. No, you um, can say it. You go for it. This is a I, safe space for hot takes. Your views are our own. I go. put this on Twitter, actually, and I get a lot of shit for it every time I say it, but I just don't understand how Wotakoi got so popular. Uh -oh. Okay, this is fair, but I I'm also actually, get it. <laughs> I'm actually interested in this conversation. I think I stumbled upon that tweet and i was I like oh it. i gotta go back i haven't heard this i, I, I ended wanna... up deleting it okay so oh, no <laughs> it was one it wasn't from anything on on my end people were very respectful they're just like oh i like it for this reason or oh i get why you don't like it um the reason i deleted it is because it was just another case of shoujo twitter wanted to have fun saying their hot takes saying their opinions and then you know a bunch of the dude bros coming in and being like oh, Shoujo's actually really bad at romance, and if it's not even good at the thing it's known for, then it must be the worst demographic. You know, and then we just had a bunch of trolls and a bunch of people who were getting to it, and I felt partially responsible for people finding it because it only had 10, quote, retweets when I found it, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll, the person really wanted to, like, have a fun discussion, so I was like, okay, I'll add it in. I have, like, a amount of followers i'll let other people find it through me and then you know all that <laughs> happened so i deleted it but it wasn't because of the opinion that i had oh that's always sad i feel like there's so many times when you're just having like a fun discussion or like you know like joking slander back and forth and then yeah. people take it too seriously and it's like you're ruining everything stop yeah. doing this but yeah always a fun day on twitter <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. all, you never know what's gonna happen but I guess I'm getting like brain damage in my green screen from <laughs> from like actual thinking of Twitter. But yeah, I think that's like an interesting discussion because it's like I love Wodakoi, but I also I haven't caught up, but I'm pretty sure they kind of like do something I don't like with the main romance, and I don't think they end up developing it as much. And it yeah. seems like such a clear cut, like you got a ten you got not a ten out of ten, but you know, you got a home run right here, like just go for it and then it's like no we're gonna not touch on that and so i think that's probably worth criticizing but it's also yeah. one of those series you could see being like you know what i just don't vibe with it and it's like more than understandable yeah i think my biggest my biggest um critique of wotakoi and i get why other people like it because the fact that it is about adults who like anime and nerd mm -hmm. things i understand why people like that and i'm never gonna like criticize someone for liking the series um, I mean, I wouldn't criticize anyone for liking most series, but yeah, I feel like the romance was just nothing. It, yeah. Like it turned out yeah. to be nothing. Yeah. And oh. if it's, if it's a romance series, then yeah. I would like there to be romance. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then on the other end, it was just, 
the comedy wasn't very funny to me mm-hmm. either. I don't know if because I read I read the manga and I watched the anime, but I just feel like the way things were timed didn't it didn't it left too much room between the yeah. joke and when you were supposed to laugh yeah. before they yeah. gave the punchline. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this, uh, this, however they timed it, I just didn't yeah. think it worked comedically. Um, and then also, I'm just not a fan of the side couple either. Okay, that'll probably do it because I hear so many people who are like, oh, I love the side couple more than the main couple. And then it's like, they're probably yeah. that's probably carrying their enjoyment of it. So that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, the side couple always pissed me off. I was like, why does he treat her like that? And why does everyone love it? They're it never so made sense to me. Toxic. <laughs> yeah, like no one, I don't see people say he's like a toxic male lead in the way that yeah. I would see if a teenager did that. It would make more yeah. sense for like a teenage boy to be like that, but like a full on adult who's been dating his girlfriend. For like yeah. what, 10 years. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was so strange. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I gotta catch up and see what's up. I mean, I definitely I definitely get that. And I had that same gripe when I was watching like the anime where I was like, these the timing of the joke doesn't line up, but then when I read yeah. it, I think it clicked for me. But yeah, I gotta check. I got the volumes like hanging around. I'm gonna go peep that. But it was like one of my favorite romance comedies and more comedy romance i think that's a big thing it's yeah. like yeah there's a lot of comedy romances where it's like 90 percent comedy and 10 percent romance and i'm like i would like a bit more 50 50 i would like 50 yeah. 50 of this and we're not getting that because it's like you get the romances where they either take forever to get into the relationship and then they don't cover it or they get together at the beginning but then they still don't actually develop them that much and they're just kind of like well they're together so like you know, Who there cares? it is. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I care. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I only watched the anime. So maybe I didn't get like the full kind of scope of like what you're talking about. Like maybe that's more uh, in the manga, at least with the romance being nothing. Because I feel like it was just sort of like only teased in the anime. And it was like they were starting to like develop something there. I thought and the then... romance in the anime was fine, honestly. Yeah. I, in the manga, I just kept reading and it was the same um, and I was like, yeah. okay, they've been together for how how long now? And yeah. they're like, yeah. Yeah. still. You need development. You need yeah, something. I need something. What am I reading yeah. for? <laughs> yeah. I think um my new my new kind of Wotokoi-esque series that I've gone on to that I don't even know if we'll get a second season. It's uh, My Senpai is Annoying, which hmm. a lot of people thought was going to be another like uh, Naragoto, Takagi-san, like teasing, whatever. And this one is like not even remotely like that it's just like adults in the workplace and the main girl just looks like she's really young because she's really short but they don't do any of the, of the like weird lolly-esque jokes it's just she's like yeah. naturally short and she's trying to overcompensate for being like young and new in the workplace so she tries to act more mature than she is but everyone's like no like it's okay to need help like you're new at this company so that one's cute but I worry about it kind of falling into a similar path of just being like comedy and then like maybe there will be romance and like a million chapters. <laughs> Maybe. That's why you only you stick to the anime. Never need to know more. <laughs> Don't get. Burned. But I need to know. I need to know, and then I read the manga, and I'm like, I I, nothing has changed. I, I didn't need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, Colleen, really quick, have you checked out Blue Period? 
I watched the anime, but I never, I've never read the manga. Okay. I've heard it's really good though. The manga is. Yeah, manga is like really in depth. I have not caught up, but like I did read like a good chunk and like twenty six chapters or something. It was really, really good. Yeah, I guess my other hot take would be something about Blue Period. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. Get them going. I feel like Blue Period is too much like depression is art, and I'm just yeah. like. Okay, but art can be fun too. I, I feel like they focus too much on like the the struggling, troubled artist, and like I don't know. I, I've always been someone who like finds like I'm a photographer, mm-hmm. so that aspect is probably different than like a painter. But mm-hmm. I've never been like so like upset about something with my art <laughs> but i'm like i don't know that's my the torture <laughs> the tortured artist is a stereotype for a reason yeah i i feel yeah, like for a, a high school kid it was just a little too much like maybe if he much. was like an adult <laughs> yeah yeah that makes I mean, sense is in that weird phase of like like leaving high school going and transitioning into college and kind of really trying to figure it out especially because he like started like so late like found yeah. what he loved like really late so it puts more of that pressure of like i need to catch up like what like what am i doing you know so yeah. no i i can see why people like it just for me personally because i can't resonate okay. with that yeah, yeah i was always i was watching it i'm just like why is why is he so upset all the time <laughs> <laughs> like i understand sometimes but yeah no it's honestly sense. better to have fun with your art so if you can do that <laughs> <laughs> like a little bit of fun just a, just a little, little bit a little bit um that's kind of all i got that's all uh, i had too yeah it colleen did you have any questions for us anything you wanted to kind of touch on that you feel like we didn't kind of get around to in regards to shoujo jose anime anything, anything else? anime manga um I guess if you guys want to talk about Jose more, because we mostly just talked yeah, about the true. JoJo side. I feel yeah. like a lot of people always want me to talk about Jose, but I just, I'm not as like knowledgeable on it, but I do mm. know a little bit. So yeah. Jose wise, I can answer whatever questions you have on that front too. Yeah. Like when I went to look up, like again, the Jose that I've read or watched either, I was like surprised at how little I kind of have, uh, you know, I, I was surprised uh, that one of them was um, Kids on the Slope. So I yeah. forgot that was a Jose. So that one, I was surprised to find out Bunny Drop was a Jose. Like, oh, okay. Unfortunately, well, yeah. Have you watched okay. and read Bunny Drop? I was going to ask that. I was very fortunate <laughs> to have never watched the anime and then think, oh man, I want to read the manga. And then yeah. be completely scarred for life. Yeah. Um, yeah, fortunate I did not experience that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, we, we don't have to talk about yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, other do I never read or watched the anime, but I I uh, watched the live action adaptations. One is uh, Nodame Cantabile, if I pronounce yeah. that right, and the other one is Goku Sen. So those. Oh, I, okay, yeah. Yeah, so those I know from the live action, and then the only other ones I have on here is Watakoi, Happy Mary, which is really good. And uh, apparently, a silent voice is a Jose. So I've watched is the it? movie. So. Uh, oh, it's, that's what I was told. Is it not? It's not. It's a shonen. I think it was no. published in the same magazine as Noragami, maybe. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. I, I yeah, could be I wasn't wrong sure though about that one. So I wasn't. Let me see. If 
Oh yeah, I that's kind that. of all I've got in the shoujo camp. Yeah. Um, I mean, not shoujo, sorry, Jose. <laughs> I think it, the thing about Jose is it's really hard to categorize in the first place. Um, it doesn't really have a certain thing that defines it as not shoujo. Because in Japan as well, they don't really have Jose in the same way that we have it in America. Mm -hmm. So Nodame, it, technically we call it a Jose here, and I would never correct someone for saying it's a Jose, because I I would call it a Jose too. But mm -hmm. I found out recently that the manga actually won an award in the shoujo category oh. for ah. Kodansha. Okay. Um, same for like Princess Jellyfish. Everyone would oh. consider that a Jose here, but... Yeah. over in japan they call it a shoujo so um, there is kind of that weird line um okay. one of the conversations i constantly see is uh people who are like you know nana is a shoujo but it feels like a jose because it's older and they have more mature themes and i've always been personally frustrated with that line of thinking because it's kind of like you're kind of limiting what you consider a shoujo. Also, it's like not really your place to determine what demographic it is, even though because just because like the content is more mature, like we've yeah. all seen shoujo with like more mature content. But um, do you think that like, do you have like similar frustrations with those kinds of conversations of like, kind of like people just, you know, categorizing things based on like their own experience and idea of like what should be in certain you know, demographics. Yeah. I mean, the Nana one is absolutely one that has always kind of like irked me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I feel like it comes more from a place of no, shoujo is just young uh, girls, all no substance. I feel like it comes from a place of malice rather than yeah. a place of like actually looking at Nana and being like, these things make it feel more mature. They're just yeah. kind of like, oh, it's not like a shoujo I've read. Yeah. And then like the shoujo they read was like Maid Sama, which like yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can't really compare the two. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain that Nana it was one of the series no, was it I'm not as familiar with Ayazawa's works, mm -hmm. um, but I think Nana was one of the series that um, won in the shoujo category, and then Paradise Kiss is considered to be more of the Jose. Yeah. That's what I've seen. That's what um, I've yeah, but both of them, I believe, were published in the same magazine. But oh, interesting. I think shoujo and Jose, they're very blurred in that regard. Um, Could it be like... I'm just theorizing here, like the intent. So like in Nana, it still focuses on more of like a coming of age, sort of like dreams and aspirations and sort of like them sort of coming into their own. Whereas, I don't know, I didn't read Paradise Kiss, but yeah. it's already kind of set with like adults that are kind of like sort of, you know, already in that sort of uh, type of mindset versus like coming into their own. It definitely could be. Um, since I also have never read or seen um, Paradise Kiss, I can't say for sure. But Jose in Japan is definitely categorized as like adult women mm -hmm. uh, dealing with adult women issues and like working women dealing with the workforce. Um, yeah. 
So in that regard, I like I said, I I can't say on Paradise Kiss, but I feel like Nana definitely focuses more on interpersonal relationships for like a kid. Cause I yeah. don't think I don't think either Nana is really like at the adult stage of their lives. They're still like kind of kids figuring out what's going on, what yeah. to do next, how to be the person that they want to be. Yeah. Um, and I feel like for that, Nana is definitely more shoujo in that regard. Yeah. Um, I, can, I can see it. It still yeah. has that like sense of wonder sort of versus yeah. like the jaded, you know, yeah. resigned. <laughs> yeah. I thought of this like very bad comparison where I was like, um, like a lot of Nana kind of reminds me of like a better version of a lot of like Gossip Girl kind of like esque tropes and things of like, you know, yeah. going to the big city and like going and experiencing life. And I was thinking like, yo, we watched some like weird shit when we were younger kids. So like it, and as I said, my sister probably, I mean, she's watching Nana and it's like, she is in that shoujo age range. So it's kind of like, I think sometimes people forget like what they watched as kids that could be appealing to them. So they're kind of like, I don't know, rose colored glasses on their own path. So I think that makes sense. But um, yeah, and I definitely think Nana is more consumed by people in their teens rather yeah. than like adults. Yeah. I mean, adults now are probably reading it. Who, yeah. Like are just now getting into anime and manga, but mm -hmm. I would say for the most part, the people I know who have read or watched Nana were like 16, 17 when yeah. they first found it. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just it thought of sense. this, but maybe it's similar to, I don't know, like a few years back, I think I was still in college or maybe even younger. Like I got into the show Mad Men and mm. like, I liked it. Like I was able to like sort of appreciate it, but I always felt like a disconnect. And like, I had like a boss that was like, he was already like middle-aged and he was just like, he loved the show. And when I told him that he was just like, oh yeah, you'll appreciate it when you're older. Like you'll really get it when <laughs> yeah. you're like my age. And I was like, oh, and I guess cause like the setting was like, they were all like, like really fully formed adults, like, you know, already kind of in that age range that are in the workforce and kind of are focused on that. Whereas I was still in college, still figuring out my life. So it sort of wasn't completely relatable. Like, yeah. so at least for me, so maybe that's kind of similar to that with the, how Jose is different from Shoujo. Yeah, definitely. Um, the ones that are like considered to be Jose, um, would be like descending stories, uh, kids on the slope. Um, oh, what's the other one? Those are the two that I can Honey think of right Clover? now. Uh, Honey and Clover is actually another one that technically won a Shoujo award. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, it, it's really, like I said, very blurred line. I yeah. hardly ever would, like, correct anyone on anything. It's just, it's very yeah. interesting to me on, like, yeah. what they've categorized over in Japan on, like, what's Shoujo and what's Jose that, to them. So... Mm -hmm. I think it's usually just more based in reality, if anything, yeah. and there's less like the fluffy shoujo feeling every now and then. Like we in actually the... uh, have Tom here in the chat saying Paradise Kiss is a coming of age story too. I would say it's less mature than Nana actually, but both tackle very similar stuff. 
Okay, things just got really blurred. <laughs> we were having this conversation on like women in the workforce. I'm just looking at Polar Bear Cafe, one of the Josie ones, and I'm like, yes, this will finally tackle the working teams. women. Yeah, working women, all of the polar bears. Let's go. Yeah, it just, it's very confusing. It all just kind of, it's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, I just feel like people, wanting something to be a jose that is a shoujo or conventionally considered to be a shoujo even in japan i feel like it just comes from a place of being like oh this is better than the thing that i don't like so i'm trying to utter yeah. it yeah yeah so i can be like this is actually good and it doesn't belong to the thing that i like to think is bad yeah so it's like the seinen elitist that yeah. sometimes like roll yeah. up and they're just like yeah seinen better exactly peak. Yes, it, that's exactly. exactly how I think of it. And it's like, um, then you bring out that uh, K-On is a seinen, so it ruins everything. And it's like, <laughs> there we go. And then the K-On fans are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was kind of everything I had on my end. I think it's good to, thank you for bringing that up because it, I guess Jose gets kind of forgotten because it's such a blurry line and we yeah. forgot it in our podcast talking about it so yeah <laughs> but i guess now i can chill rakugo descending stories to both of you I uh, yeah it. i need to keep reading it it reminded yeah. me that i have it like open on my phone and i just haven't been reading <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that with so many it's it gets kind of bad uh yeah yeah but that one's a really good one um yeah i was trying to think of any end any good closing notes but uh um, is there anything that any opinion or any thought you wanted to express that you normally can't because you're making like longer form video essays now that you just want to throw out there? Mm. Yeah, Shoujo that, like... is good. Yeah, <laughs> read it. It's Yay. great. <laughs> there we go. I agree. There you go. Okay. Sounds good. All right, so thank you so much, Colleen, for joining us. Uh, this was an awesome conversation. Uh, if you ever want to come back in the future to discuss more shoujo, jose, or any sort of drama in the community, feel free to come on. And if you remember <laughs> more hot takes and want to submit them to battle other hot takes, yes. we'd love to have you. All right, if I ever if I ever have anything that I'm just like, oh, okay, this will get people mad. <laughs> we'll um, definitely shout it out. And we know uh, we linked your YouTube and Twitter below. Is there anywhere else people can find you? Um, um, TikTok, uh, it's Colleen Carney Photo, C-A-R-N-E-Y. Um, although I think they've changed how the usernames are displayed. I don't know if you can find me by <laughs> just my username anymore. Uh, so if you can't find it through that, it's just Chihayafuru Colleen. <laughs> nice, okay. nice. Sounds nice. good. Yeah, brand. thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. Um, yeah, I have literally 20 tabs open of series you have mentioned. I'm not joking. There's 20 <laughs> tabs. I've been taking notes. So I have a lot to check out in the future. Hopefully our Enjoy. listeners do too. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, but thank you again for joining us and for talking with us for two hours about the the wonderful world of Shoujo and uh, Jose. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah. it. And we really like what you're doing with your channel, with the community. It's like really cool, like that you kind of have like this whole brand that you're building up. So like you're you're doing the Lord's work, you know, kind of repping <laughs> shoujo. So <laughs> keep doing what you're doing, honestly. Thank you. 
Um, and besides that, guys, thanks again for joining us live. If you can make it, if you couldn't, obviously you can check the VOD, uh, the stream afterward, and let us know what you thought. You know, in the comments, any questions for us, any questions for Colleen, we'll relay it to her. Uh, you know, like the video if you enjoyed it, and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, besides that, uh, we firmly support uh, Jose and Shojo here, so that's it. We're just weebs. <laughs> <laughs>